Alright, hey everybody, you're listening to Sit Down Stand-Ups, I'm Ari Azizian, and my guest this week is a very funny dude, he's a paid regular at the Comedy Store, and you may remember him as Javier from Sullivan and Sons, and he was also on Adam Devine's house party on Comedy Central. I'm talking to the very funny Jesus Trejo. Uh, Jesus and I got to know each other a bit on this episode, and this episode gets a little creepy, man, I'm not gonna lie. Like, not a bad way, but me and Jesus have way too much in common. Like, it's freakish how much we have in common. But this guy's a killer stand-up, man. I, I went to go see him the other night at UCB with my buddies, and he absolutely destroyed it. He's a great comic, and you need to see him live if you haven't already. Just go out and see him. You can follow him at Jesus Trejo on Twitter to see where he's going to be at. And he also has a dope new podcast with another favorite comic of mine, Francisco Ramos, who was on the second episode of this show. And their podcast is called The Illiterate Book Club, which you can listen to on SoundCloud right now. And they pick awesome books and they talk about them in each episode. And I never read, but they make me want to pick up some of these books, man. It's a great show. And that's Illiterate Book Club, like ill, like I-L-L dash literate book club on SoundCloud. Check it out. It's awesome. All right. Here's my talk with Jesus Trejo. So you're at the store tonight, and yeah, I'm at you, the store tonight. Did you man. start at the store? Like I did. I I uh, I started in Long Beach, really. Oh, dope. Are you, you from know, there? Yeah, Long Beach, born and raised. Cool, awesome. And um, which high school did you go out there? Wilson. Wilson. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are, are you from Long Beach? No, my buddy went to uh, Polytech. Poly. Yeah. That was my home school. I was supposed to go there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, things were a little crazy uh, close to home. So they're like, hey, you know, go to Wilson. You know, they wear uniforms. It's better. Nope. No, it was it, like a private school. Kind um, of? They called it classical high school because we wore khakis and white. It okay. was the only high school in, in Long Beach Unified that wore uniforms at the time. Then Milliken got on board, I think. Um, but it was just... Uh, Another layer to get laughed at yeah. by your peers, you know, but, uh, they still make fun of you if you're all wearing the same thing. Yeah. 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 They still do that, you know? And, um, yeah, so I went there and, uh, I remember looking at, uh, is during the MySpace days it was like seeing this post that, uh, there was a comedy show going on, on, um, on Anaheim at a bar called liquid lounge. Okay. So I showed up, I was 20 at the time. And I showed up. I didn't know any better. I've never been at a bar, so I just walked right in. And I'm waiting. The show started. I'm like, hey, can I go up? And the guy's like, uh, how old are you, man? You look really young. I'm like, 20. He's like, yeah, you can't be in here, man. He's like, how'd you even get in here? <laughs> I'm like, I just, I just want three minutes of stage time. And uh, I, I was probably a pain in the ass because the guy's like, you got to get out of here. You're done. And I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, can I come back next week? He's like, yeah, if you can get past the bouncer. So I took it at face value. <laughs> And next week, I somehow got past the bouncer again. He wasn't at the door, so I just waited inside. That's awesome. And I'm like, hey, so can I get up? He's like, oh, God. He's like, just go up there. Do your three minutes and get out of here. Yeah. He's like, shut the place down. <laughs> and uh, I did. I That's went awesome. in there, and, and I did it, and it was an epic bomb. Oh, and man, yeah. I First one was the epic bomb? Oh, my God, man. <laughs> it was so epic. Like, when I handed back the microphone to the host, I dropped it. Oh, <laughs> and I tipped over the mic stand and, and then on the way out, like I, I brought the stool with me, like my foot got caught in it. It was just, <laughs> it was just a big slippery slope of shit, you know? And, uh, um, that's kind of what happened to me my first time I was 20 and I snuck in the bar too. And they're like, you really? shouldn't be here. Like, yeah, it, it's weird. You're like, Oh, I pissed. didn't know. I was like, Oh, I'm just doing, I'm not drinking or anything. Where was it? It was this place called dirty trick saloon in San Francisco. <laughs> I love it. It was horrible. It was like, I explained to people, it's like, you know, that 
cantina in Star Wars where all the horrible people were in it. It was like that in real life. Like just terrible people. (laughs) That's what this place was, man. It was just a bunch of, uh, you know. Riffraff. Just walking in. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Riffraff, you know what I mean? I remember there was a lady with uh, above average breasts (laughs) with just like a cloth hanging. (laughs) And she had a cane. Um, She had a cane and a um, very loud very sassy woman and uh, uh did she go on stage no no she was sitting right by the stage which was there's was no stage it was just you know floor right. level but she was standing closest to the speaker and i mean she was very supportive oh that's okay baby that's okay <laughs> which makes it worse you know yeah. like don't patronize me lady it's you like don't your know. mom in the front right <laughs> yeah that's it's worse so than funny. having mom in the front for sure <laughs> you're killing it honey <laughs> oh you can keep doing do the thing you do in the shower well mom <laughs> I leave the door closed for a reason. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, so I started there, and you know, it took me a long time to get back up, man. I just did you I take don't... a big break too? Huge break. I did too, dude. Like did after you? that one, like I bombed. Yeah, I, I got heckled within the first joke. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was horrible, but uh, I, I bombed. But I still felt like I, I was good. I did it. You know, like what it was, was your like... first joke? Do you remember? My first, this is the funny thing, I remember exactly what it was, because I went on 12, 12, 12, uh-huh. and I had a 12, 12, 12, like, the world was supposed to end, I had one of those jokes, Oh, nice. but I went on, they kept bumping me, bumping me until the end, mm-hmm. and it was like 12.02 or something like that, so I go, hey guys, it's 12, 12, 12, and this drunk lady in the front's like, it's not anymore, it's 12.13, and I was like, let me please just do this, it's my first joke. <laughs> Give me more, my 30 seconds of fame here. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, but man. I don't remember how, yeah, the joke went, I had another joke, but do you remember your first joke? Yeah, um, it, like I remember reading the newspaper. Yeah, uh, I have a. I've, I've always loved to like read the morning paper. I got in the habit of it early on, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. You know, the premises just build themselves off the paper. So it's topical. Let's it's do topical. This. <laughs> I mean, everyone's gonna be on board. Everyone reads the paper, right? And uh, so the big story was that there was a man on death row, and uh, they asked him what his last meal was gonna be. And he said a pint of ice cream, which also was the last time that they were going to let inmates choose their last meal. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, they, they didn't want tax money, you know, going towards this. So Right. So his thing was a pint of uh, chocolate chip ice cream. And I said, if I if I got to pick my last meal, it would be Red Bull because I heard it gives you wings. Nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> yeah, oh. Nothing. It was just so cheesy, man. That's actually a pretty good job. <laughs> Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. And I used to do this one joke, too, man. And, I, and it stayed with me for a couple of my first few years. And I used to get laughed at so much. And the joke was, my dad set me up on a blind date. And uh, and uh, so I go on the date. Um, you know, before I go on the date, my dad says, hey, her waist is like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I, might, I make this, like, circle motion for those of you guys who can't see my hands right now. Circle motion with my hands, meaning that she was skinny. So I go on uh, the date. And when I get there, I realized he was talking about elbow to elbow. <laughs> and I used to run it in my head. I'm like, oh, they didn't laugh because they didn't see me. I used to hold the mic. I'm like, how, how am I able to like the act convey out? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I used to just rack my head over this terrible joke. But you thought it was funny. Oh, hysterical, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, man, I, I just can't wait to like work it out. I'm going to drop a mic on it one day. Just like, that's my time. Good night. Def Jam style, you know? <laughs> yes, chuck it down. Chuck it. <laughs> Anyway, it just it, it it's like you know when when you start out, you don't have any notion of of what it is to construct a real joke. You know something's right. funny. You know how to recognize it's funny, but how do you create it? And you feel that like like we go for low hanging fruits, and oftentimes, yes, it works. But it's like it in, in the grand scheme of things, it's like you want to get 
like that's what you find out as you go on and comment at least i did that it's like you want to have the respect of your peers and 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 it's like i used to be very physical yeah and uh i got away from that and and looking back like i want to bring that back now like like i think i lost it i focused so much on writing just to prove that hey like i could write i could you know dissect the premise i can i can think critically right and and then you know i lost that element now it's like i love physical i comedy. love it man. man that's awesome you know they call them what uh stool fuckers you know what i mean why that, i feel like notion i guess there's like that bad rap but it's like if i guess yeah if you're actually <laughs> well like, the if you're stool, humping then, the stool yeah. then, <laughs> then yeah that's bad but like physical comedy is so great like it's i like it man it just like to me i remember taking a speech class and one of my uh, uh speech teacher and uh in college said uh it, it, it's like uh you know movement is like another channel of communication he's like you right. can still communicate so much and i always took that into comedy it's like man not only can i make a punchline verbally but physically and i'll get double the laughs right. and, and that's what i always had in my head and and then after a while you know i, I would hear comics go i was like oh yeah you know he's gonna throw himself on the ground again i was like shit Dude, but that's funny to me like i feel like if people are bragging on that it's because maybe there's like a fear of going off the material and because it is scary to do a oh, huge act sure. out, you know like yeah it's vulnerable very it's totally yeah. but like i love seeing guys like like chris Celia or something like that. oh my he's god super yeah. animated physical and jeremiah watkins I totally yeah i mean the commitment and level of commitment these guys have it's it's phenomenal these are guys where like if they're on tv and tv's like mute you know mm-hmm. i still think i'm like there's something funny going on you I can still laugh up. right absolutely yeah it's a, it's it's such a i don't know comedy is so so subjective you know and and the more you're in in comedy i've learned to just accept you know it's like whatever it is i like i just i just do that because that's what i like and it's subjective and i'm not gonna appeal to everybody right. and the sooner you recognize that is like you know the better off you are sometimes you know creatively too because you're not put those those restraints on 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 your comedic ability there's no window of hey this is what i'm doing now like the window's infinite if you wanted to totally be. yeah yeah. If it makes you laugh, it's gonna yeah, make other people totally. laugh. Hopefully, yeah. And just know that it might not make other people laugh if you think it's funny. But <laughs> as long as you think it's funny, go for it, yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> if ten out of ten jokes that you think are funny don't get laughs, then maybe <laughs> your sense of humor is a little off. But like I was doing this joke recently, and uh, and I think it's so funny. And my friend, uh, uh, Demar, you know, I did it a couple times, and then he's like, "Hey, bro, they gotta let it go." <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, you got to let it go. It's not working, man. I'm like, but it's so funny. And the joke is I was at the hospital and I'm I'm walking ac- across a parking lot and I noticed the two most common names for doctors are Patel and Compact. And yeah, see, that's the same <laughs> response I get. He he looked away, guys. He, he, he stopped making eye contact with me and he looked away. <laughs> Where are you going? There's man? something there. There's, There's something there. Patel and then Compact because... Anyway, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of how my first time went. Um, <laughs> so how long was the break that you took in between the first? You were so you're 20, and then 20, you started back up again. Like, did uh, you go to college too? Were you I doing, did. Okay, were you doing stuff like in between? Yeah. So you know, I went up again like when I was 21, like okay. closer to 21. I can't remember exactly. Was there anything in your college like open mic nights or anything like that? Or yeah, then I, you know, by that time I was in college. And then I would do a mic here and there, mm-hmm. you know, open mic here and there. And I couldn't do it as much as I wanted to, you know. It's like I started doing it, then my grades started falling behind. And I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. You right. know, it's like. I'm it, paying it, for this. I got to get exactly. this done. Yeah. You know, and I was very fortunate where I got, you know, 
scholarships and 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 that kind of thing so i didn't pay anything and i didn't go to a school far away which i wanted to but i ended up going here to cal state dominguez oh my mom graduated from there oh did, yeah and nice what major she was computer science oh nice how about I, you i, I was a uh, com- uh, computer that's what i wanted to do yeah that's what I want to do, but I did uh, business administration marketing. That's exactly what I did. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Boom. Here this we go. This is admin marketing. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's that's the what comedian's up... uh, major, actually. Yeah, marketing. I mean, I mean, now it's like you know, people are like, "Do you even use your 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 degree?" Yeah, I yeah, think I do every night. <laughs> yeah, every night. I procrastinate. Uh, same thing I did when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was cool, but I couldn't do as much as I wanted to do, and it's like I really f- felt like I fell behind. I would see my peers like just kind of just going along in their journey, right. and I was just like, man, I'm I'm left way behind now. I feel you on that, yeah. And it felt terrible, but I knew I had to graduate, and that was something for my parents. My parents never went to school, period. So it's like you know, when I graduated at uh, 23. I grabbed a degree and I gave it to them. I said, this is yours. I'm going to go do my thing. That's exactly. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah it, it, it just like you feel like you're living their dream. Right. And it's like there's a void there. When you got when you got it, did you feel like like you're like, oh, cool. Like it was great because I'll, I'll tell you this story. So I graduated. Right. Twenty three. And um, the next day. The next day, comedian Steve Trevino, who was my day one oh, mentor. Oh, awesome, man. He's great, yeah. He's, a, he's awesome, man. Nice guy. And uh, he said, uh, do you, do you want to go on the road? The next day after graduation. Yeah, so uh, what happened was I had seen him at the comedy, I mean, at the at the improv. Um, okay. On Hollywood Friday improv. nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have Refry Friday show. So I used to see him there all the time. And I knew him from, like, uh, stuff that he had done on the road with... Uh, 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 Carlos Messia and then you know the whole thing they ended up going their separate ways they had a fallout whatever but I still knew of him mm-hmm. so me and my buddy we used to go down there check him out and I would say hi and I would just said said hi after a while he got you know you know he started talking to me more and then finally I don't, I don't, I don't know why I'm, I'm like cheesy like that but I, uh before I graduated I brought him an invitation <laughs> To go, I'm like, hey, do you want to go with my graduation? Oh, yeah. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> like, barely know this guy, you right. know? And uh, and uh, he ended up not going. But after my graduation and all the celebration, I went straight to the to the improv. Right? Wow, yeah. And I'm hanging out. And uh, he's like, hey, man, uh, how'd it go? I'm like, graduated. You know, the, it, it was for real. He's like, oh, good job. He's like, you want to be a comic now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, pack your shit. We're leaving to Texas this weekend, you know? Whoa. And that's when I left. And wow. mind you, I had maybe at most a hot three minutes right. of material. And I proceeded to bomb so epically. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I bring it up to him now. I was like, man, I think you just brought me just so you and your homies could laugh at somebody the whole time. <laughs> Cause that's what it felt like, man. It was just like a big downer, but it like, I was you guys it, playing clubs or like big theaters and like, uh, it, it was, uh, it was a theater. It was a theater somewhere in a small town in Texas. Okay. Then a, a big bar show. And then, uh, so obviously bigger than anything you've done, like an open mic or, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it, it was Were huge. You nervous or absolutely nervous. Yeah. I mean, the whole mo- of sweating, shaking, uh, thinking you have to go take a number two yeah. the whole time. Right. Uh, it, it, it was just like everything that you can think of that nervous, like throwing up, 
Like, wow, he threw like, you in the deep end. That's awesome. Oh, he though. did, man. He did, and it, it it was great. You know, looking back, it's you know I was grateful, and yeah, it's an awesome experience. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah at the moment, I just thought it was terrible. <laughs> I'm like, what? I well, I should have stayed fucking at Why home. Why did they bring me? <laughs> That's incredible, though. Yeah, man. So how would you guys go on tour for like it was like a weekend or it was like a, a whole week? week. Okay, it cool. was a whole week. And then when you came back here, were you just going back to the improv? And Yeah, I just came back, and that's when I wanted to go into the comedy store, which brings us back to that. That's when I came into the comedy store, like, around 23. And uh, I always knew of the place. I knew I wanted to be a part of the place. It's like one of those things, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I remember being in French class in, in high school, like senior year, and uh, stumbling upon uh, a Montreal website. The Just for Laughs. Oh, wow. And yeah. I stumbled on it because I was so into comedy. Just like, you know, this is the infancy. I, I guess you could still call it like a later infancy of the Internet. Right. So you just sit at the computer and type in stuff in the in, in the bar, see what website right. comes up. And I remember just t- uh, typing ha 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 ha, you know, <laughs> dot com. And out comes Just for Laughs. Wow. And I was like, oh, man, there's all these videos. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. I mean, it went on and on. So I just started looking at these at these sites and. And it just so happened that it was in Montreal uh, that they spoke French. So I would, I told my professor, like, it's meant to be. I'm going to be a comic, and I'm going <laughs> to go to Montreal, and I'm going to be in this festival, and I'm going to speak French. And she's like, whatever's going to get you to do your you know, homework. Because yeah. <laughs> I was terrible at that. And um, so, yeah, it's it, it, it just crazy how that happened. But any, I, then at that time, I remember going to the comedy store like, like finding out the history of it. And I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta go there. And then eventually when I did go, it was just like, oh man, this is like a frat house. And, right. and, and it's weird. It's you a know? club. Yeah. Like- it, it, it's all the weird people hanging out at the time. It was a characters, man, characters, like dudes strung out on dope, just hanging out in the front. And, um, yeah. So it was, it's it- weird. Cause it's like where Hollywood kind of like bottlenecks and it's just like all these, it's like, it's like a magnet of just weird people just attract <laughs> you're right man it's it's a magnet it, it it just brings them in and they stay there yeah and uh now it's you know things are different you know things have, have changed significantly and uh yeah so I, I went in there and steve was like hey man that's where the real comics are i'm like oh believe me i know and i couldn't wait to get in and he played a very crucial role in me going in there and then you know once he introduced me he's like now now you just got to do the work and i hung out there for a full year every single day of just hanging out there and just trying to see what i could do to help out every monday were you just there every day every day wow every day yeah um and finally i got hired you know finally i got hired and i worked a lot i worked a lot there for like i want to say a little over two years but like two years seems to be the dot got past september 7th uh september 7 2012 is when i got passed as oh, a wow. regular that's awesome and uh and that's for people who don't know that's when you get your name painted on the wall yeah you get to go up on stage and, and i really lucked out man it was like the real estate they put me on is like right in the front it's yeah. like oh man just i mean that was just a sign to me that showed me that there there's timing to comedy yeah totally I mean, all that's a dream people, of every comic for people listening like to get on yeah. that wall there's only like what like 400 500 names on there or something there's not that many not too many yeah it's, it's not too many and and what, what is it 30 maybe 30 40 years yeah 40 years of yeah. that place being open and it's like letterman andy kaufman just like i mean you name it killers every, yeah killers like uh who, who is on your uh side um 
So here's what's crazy. The 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 ceremony night, I wasn't there for it. Oh, yeah. I, I was on the road in Chicago and my buddy, uh, Dean Del Rey, took a picture oh, awesome, of my yeah. yeah, took a picture of my photo. He's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> it was a text. I don't know how I still got the his accent through the text. But like, dude, it's killer. Uh, he sent me the text and he's like, uh, dude, they're putting up your name. And I'm like, damn it, I couldn't be there. And I was bummed out, but it's like, I, I guess that's what that name entails, being on the road, being a comic. So it's like I couldn't be too mad at that, even though I did want to be there. But they made a uh, they made a sign, uh, they made a sign of the names going up in that class, and to me it was just like they they should I don't know that they they shouldn't have done it that way because the names on that list was like Louis C.K., Russell Brand, Russell Peters, wow. uh, Tony Rock, and then you know my peers, Jason Collins, Willie Hunter. Uh, Dean Del Rey. Awesome, yeah. Um, uh, Ron Funches had just been, you know, started coming around. So he was obviously ahead of us, you know what I mean, Do, doing stuff. But he was also in that class. And to me, it just felt weird. It's like, what is my name doing, like, among <laughs> these guys? Like, shouldn't it be a separate list? And and uh, awesome, I remember dude. Russell uh, uh, Russell Peters saying, he's like, man, I showed up. He's like, nobody else showed up. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's funny, man. <laughs> he thought it was gonna be like a legit like, like ceremony, ceremony of right. some kind or something. You know, it's just Russell Peters. That's it's just another and night. The guy, yeah, him. Russell Peters doing a pop in. You know, <laughs> that's what it turned into. That's hilarious. That's awesome, man. Congrats. That's like one of the thanks, man. It's it's one of. I mean, it's funny because in my in my in my living room, my uh, I put my you know diploma in a frame and I gave it to my mom and she hung it up. And then the night I got passed, I got that lineup. And I had everyone sign it. Oh wow! On, on that line of Mark Marin, um, that's Camarillo, Peretti, wow, uh, Neil Brennan, like a, bu- a bunch of people. So I had them sign it. Um, that worth so much more than a principal signature. Or oh my god! <laughs> Which is why it's hanging above <laughs> the college degree. It's way high. It's it's basically touching the ceiling. Like there was no room. So I didn't want to move the degree right. that my mom put up. So I just squeezed it up there. And my mom's like, it looks terrible. I'm like, no, it's where it's supposed to be. It's, it's higher. higher. It ranks up. up higher for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I still have it. That's hysterical. The one signature that stands out is Mark Marin. Is like, well, let's see what happens now. That's Mark Marin. That's what he wrote. Let's see what happens now. Yeah. Well, wow. Let's see what happens. I'm like, all right, let's see. That dude has some crazy stories about the store too. Oh my God. Lots of them. Yeah. Um, the scarf. That, that's my favorite story. Which one was that? Mitzi told me he had to wear a scarf because he looked like a poet. <laughs> so he went on stage with a scarf. He for took him. the advice. <laughs> yeah, he took the advice. <laughs> he talks about it too. He's like, I don't know what I was doing. He's so just funny. like, all right, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then later he's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Did uh, did you get passed by Mitzi or Tommy or Tommy? Tommy. Okay. Tommy. Cool. I, I saw Mitzi a couple times, but Mitzi started. And in the time that I started coming around, that was the tail end of her showing up and being involved in the day to day operations. Tommy, Tommy was the one that kind of took over at that time. He had started taking over. So I got I got hired and passed under Tommy's stay at the comedy store. Dean Gilber, who was uh, who is Polly's friend, used to manage the store. He was a GM at the time. And um, Adam was uh, assistant GM, who's now the talent coordinator. Right, yeah. But uh, uh, Dean was the one that hired me, like the GM that hired me. And, yeah, he was good guys. I still see him every once in a while on the road. You know, if I go up north, uh, I was just in San Francisco. I, I wish I would have reached out to him. 
and uh, said hello. Did you play the punchline up there or Cobbs? No, I did Rooster Teeth Feathers. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I did that one time. That was really fun. Did you like it? Super fun place. That yeah. room's been around for a long time. People don't know that. A lot that. of history, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, Heather's owned it, I think, for like 15 years like or something like that. a mom and son 16? or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good place. And I went up there early just so I can do some rooms in San Francisco. And I made it just in time, which I didn't know. I filled up with gas here in Wilmington, mm. and I jumped on the 110, started driving straight to uh, San Francisco, and it's exactly a tank of gas in my Corolla from <laughs> here into the 9th Street Civic Center exit in San Francisco. No way. It's exactly one tank of gas. As soon as I got out, the light popped on. Dang, that's pretty good. And I filled up at that gas station that's right on the exit, yeah. <laughs> and I went around the corner, and I did the- On the, the 101, you got a full tank? Yeah, not even the five on the five. I'm done at Paso Robles. I feel like that's really? amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I I got a full a full tank of gas. Corolla, and I, and I went through the 99 actually because I stopped in uh, uh, Visalia to okay. say hello to my grandmother. So yeah, I yeah. even stopped there and still <laughs> got on the on the freeway, and um, yeah, and and I made it all the way up there just so I can do the wash. Uh, Rainwash is awesome. It's great, man. So I met cool. uh, Tony Sparks. Yeah, such a great guy, man. I I showed up and he's like, look. Because I showed up, I said, hey, can I sign up? And he laughed. And I'm like, um, can I sign up? And then he said, go for it. He's like, but had you been here five seconds later, he's like, you wouldn't have got on. I'm like, all right. I went up and it went great. And then afterwards, he's like, hey, you want to come back tomorrow? I'm like, sure. So I came back on, excuse me, on Thursday. Yeah, so I came back on Thursday after my spot. I took off from Rooster Tees. I drove up to San Fran. And I went in and I did another spot and it was great. But Tony ended up, I mean, really coming through with That's spots, awesome, man. Yeah. Are you from San Francisco? I went to college there for oh, four nice. years. Yeah. And I try to go to Brainwash like every Tuesday or whatever it was, I would go. And I remember one time I was going to go and I had like a group project or something. like, And I was like, oh, I can't go. And that night somebody tweeted from Brainwash. Dave Chappelle popped in, did two hours wow. at Brainwash. And I was like, oh, man, how come nobody told me? Somebody said that while I was there. He's like, Dave Chappelle's come here? Somebody had a story that, I don't know if it's true, you, you spent more time there, but somebody said that uh, uh, Richard Pryor got his wallet stolen there. For real? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, somebody had that story, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> this place has been around, again, 15 years or something like that. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if... The- Richard Pryor's doing laundry yeah. <laughs> in the brain <laughs> Come here, Jack! Yeah. <laughs> somebody took my wallet. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but yeah, Chappelle supposedly was there, and... That's yeah, a cool place. San Francisco is so fun. It's just like my God, man. I I came back enamored. Yeah, it's yeah. Such a cool place, and like that's the thing. When I came down here, over there is such a small community of comics. You know, yeah. so everybody knew each other. We'd go from place to place, and then when I came down here, I just read about the comedy store. I'm like, oh, like Letterman went there when he was like 25, and right. like Lennon went there when he was like 20. I was like, I'll go there. It looks like a low key place. Like it's not. And I go, and I'm like, oh my god, like what am I doing here? This place is so like. It's weird. It's intimidating. It's yeah. so yeah. And I'm like, I don't belong here. I just gotta. Of course like, you do. Get of course out. you do, man. <laughs> like, you just gotta see the see you see the thing about the comedy store. Just one of those places where you just gotta hang out and 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 immerse yourself in that in that culture or environment, right. whatever it is, and you know, eventually get to know people, and you know, and then it happens. But yeah, you definitely belong there. I mean, there's no. I don't reason know what why it is about that, but like the improv is cool. I work at the Comedy Magic Club as door guy. That was the first comic club I ever went into, and I think that place is amazing. But the, there's something about the store, like the store, it just draws me. And I'm like, there's something about this place. The land of the misfit toys, man. It's just, yeah. it's just junk. My dad went to go see it. Like, this is a couple months after my name went up. My dad went in there, and and um, he was just like not impressed. 
Right? Yeah. Like, to, to normal people, they're like, what is this? It's kind of yeah. like a shithole. But, like, it's the greatest place. Yeah, my dad was like, this looks like they have horses back here. Like, <laughs> horse stables. I'm like, that was his frame of reference, so that's the closest right. thing he could link it to, a horse stable. He said, it stinks like shit. He said, it's just, it's just terrible. It's run down. Uh, and, and my dad told me, he's like, when you come here and perform, he's like, don't stay inside too much. He's probably got all kinds of weird stuff like breathing asbestos. in. Asbestos. <laughs> he's like, you wait outside, then you go on, then you go leave. Go outside and breathe in all the smoke. That yeah, yeah the smoke. <laughs> like, what, you mean these cigarettes I've been smoking there? Right, exactly. So, yeah, he wasn't impressed. I, I'm like, all right, well, there's that. My mom dropped me off at the Comedy Magical at my first day there. And yeah. the outside's just a black building. Inside's right. It's like super nice. You've been in there. Yeah. And like my mom dropped me off and she, I was so excited. I was like, mom, I got a job at a comedy club. I was like, yeah. I'm going to work there every day. And she drops me off and she's like, all right, bye. And she looked at it and she's just like, what is this place? It's a black building. <laughs> Paint's yeah. chipping off from it. And then she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what do your parents do for a living? My mom, she just stayed at home. She was she worked at a bank for a long time and then she stayed at home, took care of me. And then my dad, uh, he has his own business, ice cream. He distributes ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. That's sick. So I grew up with a lot. Of, if you want ice cream right now. Yeah. Grab you, you got them? Yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. I'll take one on the way out. Yeah. Well, the, the, the only reason I'm asking is because how, how supportive were your parents when you just said, hey, I'm, I'm in college, but I'm going to do comedy? You know, like, I don't really remember it. I mean, I'm sure it was like devastating to them because they're just like, what the hell? That's like, the right we, word. Yeah, devastating. Came, we came all this way from another country. Like we tried so hard. We worked our whole lives. And now you want to go do this? Like, what's the matter with you? But yeah. now I think they're just like, they kind of get it because they, I've taken them to so many shows, you know, I'll wow. take them to go see like Leno or some, somebody who's like really good. And they're like, okay, like yeah. I kind of get, but Where you're are your not, parents from? Parents are from Iran. Iran. So okay. they immigrated here when they're like very young, like 16 or 17 in the 70s. It's just hard. Are your parents? I, uh, yeah, they're from Mexico. From yeah. Mexico? Yeah. yeah, immigrants from Mexico. And, you know, it, it it's very hard for parents, you know, immigrant parents to understand a career in the arts. It's just Especially it, stand-up because there is no stand-up anywhere. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it just like any, any career in the arts is just out the door. It's like yeah. you, you you want the big careers, an accountant, doctor, right. engineer. That's what they want. It's it was very like, disappointing that we did business marketing and not we weren't doctors. <laughs> like you know, they was... weren't totally excited, but they're like, hey, that's good. Right. Business. The yeah. word business is in there. Exactly. And um, that was no. the first letdown. And then then the comedy <laughs> kind of came in. It came at levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, let them down easy. Exactly. Yeah. But they weren't I mean, they weren't impressed. I mean, and and I hate to say, but even to this day, they're not impressed. I mean, it just, you know, it takes. It, it, it takes a lot. I mean, I've had moments. I mean, there's been moments where it's like, oh, you know, they're proud. Right. But then it's kind of like for them, because of how this this world is where it's like you never know when the next gigs come in or right. when the next time you'll be on TV or whatever it is, you know, it's like it, the successes are very short-lived. Totally. So it's like, oh, that's great. When's the next one? Right. I'm like, no, that's it. You know, this is a one-time deal. It, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, when are you going to do this? I'm like, well, you know, it comes at steps, and I'm, I'm definitely not there yet. Well, why won't you do it? Well, I can't. It's right. not that easy, you know, so. And there's no real reference to them either. Like, whereas, like, a job, you could be like, I got a promotion, I'm getting this. If you're, like, for instance, for your example, you're like, I'm touring with Steve Trevino or Mark Maron signed this. They're like, who's Mark Maron? Yeah, they, they don't know care. who these people are. So even though to us it's like the biggest deal in the world, the biggest deal in the world. I mean, it's uh, I don't know how to explain. There's not no 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 equivalent. And I think maybe TV, like when you got on, you were on Sullivan and Son, right? Yeah. Was that like they finally were like, all right, like this yeah. is something. Yeah, they were. They were very excited. 
again, Steve Trevino and his wife were so kind to kind of put together a, a like a get to, like a viewing thing. Oh, sweet, at, yeah. At their at their place, and uh, I invited you know all the door guys that weren't working and other comics, whoever was around. I'm like you know, come through. Excuse me. Um, so they came through. My mom and dad came. And uh, I remember my dad being in the corner <laughs> and he's talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Josh Nasser. And, you know, my dad, very broken English. You know, he's trying to communicate. And uh, I, I can see Josh just kind of like nodding. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and then my dad, you know, flags me down. He's like, hey, you know, come over here. Can you tell him that I said I'm sorry? I thought you had a bigger part in this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to translate that, first of all. And uh, I was like. Like, what are you doing, man? Right. Like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I thought you were going to be on the whole time. It's like, dad, this is a scene. I'm not going to be in every single, like, scene. Like, right. it's, 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 it's absurd. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know. He just, he, he just had this taste in his mouth. Like, like, I don't know, like a lemon seed. Like, you crush the lemon seed. We're like, ah, what is that? Right, yeah. I don't know. And my mom was happy. She was just, you know, teary-eyed and typical mom. But right. Dad was just like so unimpressed with <laughs> just eating the finger foods in the back. Just like I don't know. I think your dad's like my dad. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he would just be like, what, you, "Really? You couldn't ask for more lines? Like, yeah. That's how it works." Like, <laughs> you couldn't say something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you couldn't think of nothing to say after three words. <laughs> <I know>. Nothing. <laughs> He's yeah. like, look into the camera more. I'm like, that's definitely not gonna no, happen. Yeah. Did like, your dad laugh a lot when you were a kid? Like, did you have like? If you told him a joke, would he laugh or was he hard to make laugh? My dad was very hard to make laugh. My mom was easy to make laugh. Same situation for me. Yeah? Yeah. Dad, very rare. Unless I like fell and like broke my neck down the stairs. <laughs> right. It's rare. It, 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 uh, my dad would laugh out of extreme pain of some yeah. kind. Me too, dude. If you same. were crying or you did something, ha ha, you yeah. know, laughing. Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny, man. But mom was easy. Mom was always, like my mom, that's the thing. My mom like always would watch letterman and conan and stuff like that when i was growing up that's kind of like how i'd see it right and then now when i'm like hey i want to be a comedian she's like what the hell i'm like well you were watching it though like what did you think was gonna happen you should have been watching er if you wanted me to be a doctor right, right? yeah and, and for me it was uh there was this uh a playwright and a comedian um a professional athlete turned playwright and comedian you know his name was uh, chespirito and uh, he would he, he would basically have two shows back to back, and they were all sketches. The first one was centered around this poor uh, apartment complex or whatever, and the and the main character lived in a wooden barrel oh, in the wow. middle of this whole thing. It's like old, like this is old. This is you know like black and white, uh, like early color. I, okay. I guess the, yeah, yeah. And they would show it. Uh, you know, at noon. Was he kind of like a chaplain figure, like living in a barrel or something? Like yeah, kind of like that. You know, it just it, it's it's hard to explain. Little guy, you know, small build, skinny, and he was a soccer player. And then uh, he he was such a good writer. The name came from uh, 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 Shakespeare. Oh. And then because he was little, so they put him Chespirito. Oh, okay. So little Shakespeare is what yeah. they call him. You know. And uh, he, he was great. He had all these characters. So that it started with that. It was a half hour. And then it went into the second one. And then it was a bunch of vignettes, almost like sketches with mm -hmm. different characters. One of them, he was a robber, him and another guy. The other one, it, it was two guys living together. And they were just like out of it. You know what I mean? They're like all spaced out. And uh, the other one, he was a superhero. It's basically a rough, a rough idea of like an Ant-Man. Okay. Yeah. He, he he would dress as a as a grasshopper, red grasshopper. Right. 
and uh, but he would shrink down and he would fight crime with the with those hammers that that may whistle when you hit him. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was his weapon, <laughs> and it was just so funny. So I used to watch that so much, and I memorize them, and I would tell them, and my mom would love it when I recite them. And my dad's like, "What are you doing? Get out of here! Right, right. like go play sports or go do something Be else. Be a man, yeah. Be a man, exactly. <laughs> I used to hear that a lot. He's like, "How are you that big and so wimpy?" I'm like, "I don't know, Dad. <laughs> Maybe I grew up in fear my whole life. How about that?" <laughs> That's hilarious. So were you like what, like ten? When you're like getting into like the comedy stuff. Did you always know you wanted to do something like that? I knew I wanted to do something with comedy because also the 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 show uh, Don Francisco, which got canceled recently, is the longest running show in uh, TV history, like wow. forty some years. 40. Wow! Yeah. And uh, it, it just stopped running this year. But they used to bring on comedians, and uh, I used to memorize their jokes, and I would sit there and take notes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill them today at school, you know? Yeah. And then and then later you start finding out that. Jokes in Spanish don't translate into English. Right. You, I did my best to translate them. They're like, ah, oh, no, that Doesn't, one didn't yeah. work. I'm like, damn it. It rhymes in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it rhymes in Spanish. You know, the the double entendres and stuff right. like that, you know, are key for a joke in Spanish. But, yeah, I'd, like I always knew I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how to go about it. And then stand-up as we know it, like as I know it, I mean, like I didn't do it. I didn't start getting into it till like around Louis Anderson. Oh, awesome, yeah. And I found out about Louie Anderson through the cartoon they had on Fox called Life with Louie. Right, yeah, I remember that. And then somehow I ran into uh, Paul Rodriguez, and then uh, which which also were store guys. Coincidentally, like the first comedians I really started watching were store guys, Paul Rodriguez, Louie Anderson. Right, yeah. Um, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Bobby's World. Bobby's, yeah, I remember that. You know, so it's like... Yeah, I never really thought about it. Just kind of, I, I was thinking about it right now. Yeah, there were store guys. The first three guys I encountered were store guys. That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess it was. Yeah. And there's destiny. To, yeah, destiny. Store, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the cheesy podcast with your cheesy <laughs> new guy. Anyway, <laughs> I get cheesy sometimes. I don't know what it is, man. I love getting cheesy. No, that's that's so. I do that too. It's like these little things. Like there's not even signs, but you just rationalize them so hard until yeah. like, you're like, well, maybe this means. Are you an only child? Then, yeah. Are you an only child? Oh too? my man! Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> This is so awesome. You're, you're, you're talking to the same person. That's hilarious. We have the same parents, it sounds like. I had a mustache like. like a month ago. I oh, shaved really? It. Otherwise, it would be the exact is, is same. Is it like this? Kind of, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> People think you like you shave it like that. I'm like, no, that's how it grows. Like, yeah, it's, sorry, man. It's like an eyebrow from my mouth. Yeah, um, that's so funny. So only child. So you probably did the same thing I did, just like talking to yourself, doing characters, impressions. and Absolutely. You're making I, up. Uh, yeah, you got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's like I, siblings. You just got to like, like one of the jokes, one of the jokes that I the, that I do when I talk about like uh, being an only child. And it's a hit and miss. But like if there's an only child in the audience, judging by the laugh, I'm like, oh, you're an only child. They're like, yeah. I said, uh, if you ever wonder what it's like to be an only child and, and have fun. Go to any bar and look at that one drunk guy just sitting there by himself, <laughs> like looking down. <laughs> and every two minutes, you just see him go, ha, ah, that's funny. Like, <laughs> it's like, exactly it it's exactly what it is. You have nobody to play with. Your parents are busy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they were working. They sound like they're very yeah. busy, you know. And, and and just like my dad, my dad was a gardener. He didn't come in till like seven or eight. Uh, my mom would stay at home, but she also like took care of, um, she was a, a home caretaker. Right. So she would come late, and I just sit there. I, I remember, oftentimes, I just sit on a couch, 
and it, it'd just be me. The TV will be off, and I'm just giggling, laughing, yep. drawing, and you stuff. You drew, too? I used to draw all the time. Really? Hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I used dude, to draw. we should hang out more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to draw a lot. I used to do the Legos if I had them, and I would do a, like the paper bag lunches. Paper bag with the puppets? puppets? man. I would make oh, so many of those. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I got five of them in the trunk. Let's play. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. What were you like in school? Were you like, like I... I don't think I like looking back now. I thought I had a lot of friends, but I just like sort of bounced from like groups to groups. I never oh. had like the steady. Can we cuss on here? Hell yeah! Shit! Oh <laughs> shit! That was me, dude. I, really? I, I I never stayed with any particular group of people. I was the one person who can weave in and out of different groups. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, the kids out doing weird shit to the right. to, to the nerds to like. I was able to hang with everybody. Me too, yeah, yeah. And I, <clears throat> so this is what's weird. Even though I hang with like with a lot of people and weave in and out, I often found peace in being alone. I mean, I was a Dude, loner me per too. se. Yeah, yeah. And even, even, and even to the kinda, yeah. yeah, introvert, but not really like. But in, capable of. But capable of to, yeah. switching, I guess. But even to this day, like I, I, I mean, I'm 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 happy just roaming around. Like when I go on the road. Like I'm happy just roaming around by myself, going to the museum, doing this, doing that. But I don't know. But it's, I know my buddies are always like, "How can you just eat by yourself in a restaurant?" I'm like, "Dude, I love it. I'm just like this. Yeah. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> you ever watch a movie by yourself? It's or awesome. two or three. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> it's getting crazy up there. Um, yeah, man. I remember, yeah, I like I go like tell a couple jokes to, like the quote unquote popular kids or whatever. I wouldn't hang. I wasn't like their friends. They wouldn't call me up or anything like. Exactly. Weekend. But I go and I like hang with them for a second. And then I go to like this like one room. It was like a chemistry room. The guy just left open, and we play chess with these like kids who are like just nerds. I'm about to Ooh, drive not. my head through this wall. <laughs> I love chess so much. Dude, yeah. I used to leave. I I, I used to leave my uh, my house. I used to c- come home, and so I lived in Long Beach, and I used to go to the main library. Now, there's a little park there mm. and uh, a bunch of homeless people, you know, like the rubber mats, the green and white. Like, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. They didn't have any of that. It was just a park full of homeless people. Yeah. But they would have mats that they would play. Wow. Yeah. So the regular chess pieces, you know. Right. And that's where I really learned how to play chess. And then one of the homeless guys like, you know, there's a there's a little center on Cherry Park. And as soon as I told him, I said, where is it? <laughs> He's like, go in there and, and search it. I'm like, are you are, are you bullshitting me? Excuse me. Okay. And um, he's like, no. So I, I went in there, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's not bullshitting me. So I, I would ride my bike all the way down, to, like, through Ocean, uh, down to get to the Cherry Park. And they had a, a room, like a, a bungalow. It's like the Parks and, and Rec mats. Center. Parks and Rec Center. Yeah. And it was all chess, and there was guys, I mean – from from elderly men who had nowhere to go to like kids and to stuff. kids yeah yeah is there one down the yeah, street yeah there's one down here yeah oh my you god you can rent out board games whatever you wanted to do yeah oh man do those still exist after like playstation and stuff <laughs> like after the internet do parks and rec places still exist you know what like yeah i i, I think I they do if for the kids who can't afford there. them right yeah maybe i i, I used to go there because i mean i had it but i couldn't play all the time and i couldn't afford new games so after a while i was just like oh, i'm not doing that anymore and I, yeah, I used to go down there and play, but wow, yeah. Okay, this is same exact thing. Oh, um, yeah, but I, okay. What is that? If we can go into a little therapy, what is that yeah. where you can just weave in and out 
but you're still like kind of on your own. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like normal people wouldn't go and play chess with like a homeless group and then take advice. Be like, yeah, let's go to the parks and rec. I'm the same thing. I will go and hang out with whoever, yeah. whenever. Yeah, what is that? What is that? I don't know. I'm thinking of my buddies. They would never like go outside of their friend zone or whatever. You know what? I have thought about it. And it's, it's, it's a thing of like, um, like we were very much interested in, in, in people. Yeah, probably. I'm I'm very much interested in people. You can I find I, something to relate with anybody. Yeah, right? and even if I can relate, I'm also drawn in. It's it's, it's, on, it's almost like a movie or a good narrative. Either you relate with it or you're drawn in by the story. Mm. And I think I'm very easily drawn in to 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 people and what they're about. You know, I'm I'm curious. I'm you know like see 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 what someone's about. You know what their struggle is. What you know I mean advice. I'm always always been big big on advice. Like what can you tell me? Right. And I remember doing that as a kid to this homeless man. And the homeless men would like look at me like you're crazy. Like, <laughs> like I'm 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 here playing chess right. in the park all day, and I wait all day for you to come by and play chess with me. It's like I have no advice, and and I I never took no as an answer. And eventually they told me something, and I have a bunch of stuff that I still carry with me to this day. You know, yeah. it's like I have so many just, things from yeah. just random strangers. Yeah, like <laughs> my mom would always say, she's like, you never take my advice, but if some guy off the street will tell you, right? <laughs> like you believe it full value. It's but, weird how that happens. Like, and 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 that's another key th- thing on on uh, kid psychology, where it's like they will never take advice by someone close to them. Mm. It has to be said outside from a third party. Yeah, a third party. It'll, it'll never it'll never resonate because it's it, there's an emotional barrier or something right. where it's like, no, you don't know. You're biased. Yeah, you're biased. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny, man. I never thought I'd meet somebody who's like wow. the same way. All right, this is gonna put the cherry on if top, we were man. Both I want to ask high you school uh-huh. at the same time. Could have been amazing. Oh, it could be amazing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cherry on top, cherry. On top. Um, let me see. Did, were you into? Man, I'm 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 gonna drive my head Drumble. through the wall. Uh, magic, dude. Um, hang on. Pause the podcast. Oh no! Were you into ventri- ventriloquist? All of my stuff. Oh my god! Are you not pulling my leg? This isn't like a trick. You actually like magic too? Yeah. Do you As know a- how to do all this stuff? I'm still trying to figure out how to do the. This I never. Uh, these I never really learned, but the. There's cups and balls. Oh my god! I, I know you guys. Have... Trick, but... Oh the oh the rope trick. This you... is Home Depot. <laughs> 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 magic oh man! So you're into magic, dude. I was into magic, and it was all like a. Do you know the trick with the with the invisible ball? No, what's that? You know so. I think it'll work with this bag here, but, yeah. you know, so pretend that you're going to throw an invisible ball up in the air. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. Like, oh, see, nice. I would do stuff like that, and yeah. I grab it, and I, so in my storytelling time, I would go in front of the class and do magic tricks. So I was like, huh, I caught it <laughs> behind the back, you know, I would throw it, and kids would be just be howling, yeah. laughing, so... I used to do that, and also this pen. Uh, I'll send you a video. I, I did it recently on, on on a video trying to show a buddy of mine uh, 
Uh, but I it, it would look like a pen had a magnet. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make that work. and Yeah. That's awesome. Levitating. I could levitate. You know how to do that one? Uh-uh. No? With I, a pen? No, like like off the ground. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so a bunch of magic tricks. Yeah. Dude, oh. yeah, I was totally into that stuff. Did you remember when we were kids, like on... It was like on ABC or something. It was on like a local channel nine, maybe like mm-hmm. KKL nine. Every once in a while, it's like mid nineties, probably. Yeah. They would do like the World Series of Magic or something. It would be like an hour special of like magicians. Do you remember that show? I kind of do. There's just some like, like I think like Lance Burton or something. Yeah, because I knew I didn't have, like I didn't have cable or anything, but it was I do like remember. A basic channel. Yeah, that's, that's once what I'm a saying. Year I remember it. watching Magic on TV. I was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And, and I'd do like the soft thing with like the the foam that comes inside like a PlayStation. Right. I would do that. It was just like one time trick. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that trick anymore. <laughs> ruined, yeah. Yeah, ruined the foam. That's like, so funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think there's two ways to go as an only child. One is keeping busy with all this stuff, trying to do something positive, and totally. then there's the guy who just horrible, horrible only child. Yeah, you and, know, you know, the only child oh. is just brat, like terrible to hang out with. It, it it it's so it's so easy to see because I I knew another only child and it's like this could have gone two ways like I I could have ended up in the, in in opposite end where I'm at it's you know, comedy store or jail for only child children I think behind a mic behind bars or behind a white sheet <laughs> and none of them are good no. <laughs> all bad all bad because uh, yeah when you're in front of a mic at the comedy store at one forty five a.m. with like two people I mean man. It feels like you're behind white sheets, man. <laughs> it's just bad. Like I remember my mom so like she she's uh she she's into like um, horoscopes and that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, like I remember one day she she was really driving the point. It said you're gonna find a good job. You're gonna find some good, like a big big good job. You know Virgo. <clears throat> and I show up to the comedy store and it was just like two people. No, actually no people. How about that? Yeah, no people. In the OR. In, in the OR, there was nobody. Everyone had left by the time I got up, and it was just a couple comics working the door. And it just so happened that my manager came with me that night, so he's in the back. And as I'm walking on stage, he's just laughing the whole time. <laughs> he's like, "Who are you gonna perform for?" I'm like, "Fuck you, John. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to come here." <laughs> and he thought it was funny, and it, it ended up being like great. It ended yeah. up being such a one of the most memorable shows this year for me because it was just a bunch of guys hanging out comics who were outside came inside and we just kind of went back and forth and some which brings us back to the only child thing sometimes a messed up situation would bring good out of it and um yeah anyway cheesy time cheesy podcast <laughs> with Ari and his oh man this is great man i gotta throw something else at you uh Let's so see. we're both into chess magic into comedy yeah uh, we went to college and didn't pursue that. It was uh, we did it, but we did it. Yeah, we weren't well, really paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we did college, but we didn't follow through with the career choice. Were you? Did you play instruments or music? Yeah. Yeah. What did you play? Uh, cello. Dope. Damn. Ch- cello and uh, violin. In, in in middle school, and then I stopped because I had to carry this damn cello with me <laughs> home. It's like nine hundred pounds. <laughs> it's huge, and I remember wearing it as a backpack. I was always a big kid, so yeah. I wore it as a like they had the backpack straps and a big old it's brutal for your back. And man, the kids had just a perfect angle to like kick it 
Oh, yeah. And you just hear, (laughs) and then the teacher is like, no, we repaired the cello twice this year. Like, you keep cracking it. I'm like, it's not me, lady. (laughs) Kids are kicking it. The kids are kicking it. I think kids would kick my, I had a guitar case. I think they would kick the back of it, too. Right. Yeah, because you get like that jolt, you know? Yeah, yeah. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) So, so you played guitar? Played guitar. Piano? I wanted to. I'm still up to figure out. I dabble a little bit, but it's not enough to say that I know how to play. No, yeah, me neither. That's hilarious. The slide of hand stuff's the best because you just do that anywhere with like a coin or like whatever, you know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that one's the one where it's like how many are in my hand? One or two? Oh, and one then or you two. like palm all of them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're three in my hand this time. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big reveal. A, it's so hard, yeah. I was in a West Nyack, uh, New York, and um, uh, they have a magician to go around the tables while the show starts and do that. And he was on uh, Penn and Teller's show. That uh, oh, fool us. Yeah, fool what us. What was his name? Do you know? Um, Nick. Nick. Or something. Okay. He uh, he did this thing where he put a, a deck of cards into a, a big bin and he would sh- shake them up, and then one by one. So so he asked somebody pick a deck of cards. Then he throw that deck of cards in a bin, shake them up, and then he started throwing decks of cards into a shredder. And start no shredding them until he was left with one. And uh, he put a card in there that the guy signed with his name. Is like, is this your deck? Damn. He found it. But Penn and Teller. Uh, they knew it. They knew it. It's like they ask him, which I'm so fascinated by, the the magician cha- magician talk. He he says something, yabba, yabba, do, some, some, some. And uh, Nick was like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like, you didn't say anything. Like, I want to know what you said. And he's, he's like, obviously, just, you know, higher up uh, right. magician stuff. And yeah, I'm fascinated by that. that I, I yeah, every know. once in a while, I get a chance to talk to a magician on here. And like, I was talking to Blake Voigt, and he does a lot of stuff. And he was on that show, too. Fool oh, us. nice. And his was unfortunate because he was actually, because I feel like magician community is smaller and more tight knit than smaller. comedy. Yeah. yeah. So he was actually hanging with Teller and showing him this trick. And they asked him to come do the show. So Teller and I knew this trick before because they workshopped it together. Oh. <laughs> but like, sucks. Yeah. show me that thing I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're not gonna move on. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Can you pretend like you don't know for the sake of <laughs> television? But uh, yeah, I'm just like, because writing a joke, I get like it's you're working it out. Right. I get that somewhat, even though I'm not good at it at all. But magic, I'm sure you are. Sitting down and coming up with a magic trick blows my mind. Like, how did you even figure out how to? Where do you start on paper? Like when you come up with a trick, I I, I would do elaborate tricks because I knew it's like I I, I narrowed it down to like an odd number of cards. I knew they would pick one, right? And based on the you know the card that they would get, show it to me. It's like oh, um, how else would I know? And then I like move a vase. And they had like a nine of hearts in, in a moment. paper. Like, is it this card? They're like, oh my God, how'd you do that? Do it again. <laughs> nah, it takes a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. Can't do it again. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so Give funny. me a couple hours to distract <laughs> you. Then I could do it. But anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. So uh, were you? did you move back home with your folks after college? You know what? I, I've never moved out of my house. I'm, okay. I'm 29, never moved out. Uh, I take care of my parents. My parents are older and ill. You know, so it's like I take care of them. And that was one of the reasons I stayed home to go to college. I really wanted to go like elsewhere, yeah. anywhere, but st- stick around. But I've always been home and uh, it, it, it's weird. Uh, my buddy's like, uh, he's like, you never moved out of your house? Like, no, it's just, you know, I guess bills change into my name at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I'm, I'm here. But, you know, it's like I do want to move closer to Hollywood. That's always been my, my thing just to be closer to work. But. 
I don't think it'll be feasible anytime soon. You know, hopefully I get a good project my way. That'd yeah. be nice. But yeah, I never really moved out. So I think that's another layer for my dad being, hey, it's not working out for you, buddy. Right, you're, yeah. you're still here, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm going to move back. Obviously, this isn't my house. Like, this would be a beautiful house, Thanks. by the way. <laughs> no, beautiful. It's my parents' house, but I moved back home. And I feel like, yeah, it's, I'm kind of somewhat How old are you? taking care of my parents, too. 23. Oh, you're you're super young, man. Baby. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, no, it's... How are, you're, we seem like the same age. How old are you? I'm 29. 29. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 29. So. A little bit older. Yeah, a little bit sure. older. <laughs> Five years. Some, no, eight, seven. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, like, living at home, I feel like for our culture is not as weird it's not as man. our friends you know they're like why are you still at home and i'm like it's not that bad actually yeah yeah uh immigrant families too like they 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 gravitate family's a big thing right it's like 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 most of my like uh white friends at 18 gone yeah you're gone, gone. and like not gone like you're out of the house but like nothing to do with your family nothing yeah I have exactly my best buddies i love them to death but it's like well, hey man do you like they like think it's weird. I talk to my parents every day on the phone when I was in San Francisco. No. And they're like, "Yeah, I like email my mom once a month." I'm like, "Email?" Like, <laughs> I ran into my mom. How do you run into your mom? That's <laughs> terrible, dude. Oh man, I, I I still live with the fear of of, of my parents. They don't, they could care less. And you know, a lot of my buddies like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just going for it." It's like, "Oh, so you're just gonna pick up and and, and move? How does that work?" He's like, "Yeah, you just leave. Yeah, I don't want to fuck off." I'm like, "Oh man." <laughs> I couldn't even dream it. Like, I'm pretty sure if I started dreaming that scenario, I'd get slapped awake. Right, yeah. Wake up. I know what you're dreaming. Damn it. They know everything. The back of the head. Just oh, like, yeah, the back doing? of the head. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, so, I mean, so did, was that brutal, just driving out to Hollywood all the time from Long Beach? And I mean, I still do it per se. Yeah. I mean, I still do it from out here, you know, every single day since I started. You know, since I started and took that break. So from 23 to now, I've taken that drive. Yeah, from 23 to now, I've taken that drive every day if I'm not on the road. And I don't mind it. You just got to learn how to be productive. Yeah. You know, whether it's listening to a podcast that, you, you know, you right. want to listen to with somebody or audiobooks. I mean, audiobooks have been the life of of of, of my sanity. Drivers. <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, it, it's the life of my sanity because it's like, I don't know. You get more references, more, more, more experience. Just you know, better words and stuff. Better words. You are, know? You in, are you focused on like just every word when you're writing a joke? Kind of. Do you write word for word, or do you kind of riff? I used to. Okay. I used to, and now I go with 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 ideas, and I write stuff down. Like I do it more for for uh, sequencing. Gotcha. Like sequencing this is gonna go before that. Right. And um, I mean, I mean, I think I I, I should focus more on words. Um, I focus on words when it comes down to uh, uh, one-liners. Like I, I, I write one-liners like for the sake of one-liners, and um, you know, just another muscle to have. But if it comes to like a premise, I just try to just go for it and, okay. s- and see where it, it, it goes. You know, like right now I'm doing a joke about Fourth Amendment, and it's just like you know, researching uh, Fourth Amendment, the loopholes, the probable cause. Right. Make sure I have those correct. Because if you have a lawyer or somebody in the audience, will be like, oh, that's bullshit. so contrived. You know what I mean, <laughs> right, that's, yeah. that's not true. And then p- people do get put off by it when it's not based in reality. It's not you know? accurate, yeah. And and the joke the joke of me getting pulled over did happen. But I just, 
the joke that I make about probable cause, I want to make sure that that's correct. What was that when you got pulled over? So I, I got I got pulled over when I was going to Kansas City. We were doing a gig, me and my buddy Kyle, and we get pulled over. And it, it's weird. I mean, we were just stuck in the middle of nowhere, and we stopped to get coffee. And uh, you know, we're pulling out of a gas station, and I and I and I I look at Kyle. I said, Kyle, like that dude over there, he's gonna pull us over. He's like, Nah, man. Like I'm telling you, so we get on the seven and we start driving for I don't know ten minutes. Yeah, I'm accelerating, <laughs> mind you, and then uh, he throws on his lights. I pull over, comes up, and uh, he, he he's already freaked out by it. He's like, <laughs> "Dude, this is not good. Like, how, how, like how'd you know?" Do um, he's like, "He must have ran your plate." So now he's kind of second guessing. He's like, "Dude, you have some warrants or something?" <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I'm good. So he says, "You know why I pulled you over?" I said, "No." He's like, "Your brake lights were out." I knew he was bullshitting. Mm. Cause, Cause, I even asked him. I said, "How'd you know my brake lights were out if you didn't see them up until you flashed your lights for me to pull over?" Right, yeah. I'm accelerating down the seventy. Again, using logic doesn't really help in those situations. And then he's like, "Get out of the car." So now we're out of the car, um, and he ends up searching our our trunk. He ends up searching our trunk. And You're allowed to do that. They're not. Yeah. That that, that that's where the joke comes into play. So that's the reality of it, you know. And then the joke is is like. Me, me, me telling the guy, like, hey, you can't do that, Fourth Amendment. You don't need a warrant for that. Mm. And then uh, he does an 80s sitcom turnaround. And, again, he does do this where he goes, I smell marijuana. Oh. I have probable cause. And, oh, then, and then the joke is, which wasn't true, again, you, you know, we were smoking cigarettes in the car. Yeah. Um, yes, but no weed. Absolutely okay. no weed on us. And um, so, so uh, so uh, so the joke is, man, he's good. You know, I smell marijuana. It's like, man, he's good. Uh, do you know what probable cause? Probable cause is an exception to the Fourth Amendment. Right. It's like, I didn't know our amendments had a secret in and out menu. <laughs> like, how do you want to be treated animal style if you could, sir? You know? <laughs> so that's basically the wording of it. But I just want to make sure that everything lines up. Right. Yeah. And I'm still growing it. Like if like um, like I'm I'm. I'm trying to see is like, are we, if only citizens were able to use probable cause on cops, like I can pull a cop over. It's like, uh, I think you have a puppy in the car. It's like, no, I don't. No, uh, hair on your uniform <laughs> leads me to believe that you're, there's a puppy. Get out of the car. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm exploring different angles, but you know. Yeah, that's funny though. Yeah. Th and then it becomes a what if. I mean, you right. can go into that realm of what if or I wish I, you know. Right, yeah. It, it becomes that in, into that, but. Yeah, I guess I do get technical, but it's more it's more in my head. Only child status. Right. You know? <laughs> That's so funny. I, I should have a couple more questions. I yeah, want to keep sure, you. I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball. So whenever awesome. Thanks, I, I mean, man. I have nowhere to be. Thanks, brother. Uh, just more like a. So you're you came back here. You're living with your folks. You go to the comedy store like every day, and like what was that? So you the transition was you got the doorman job, parking the cars, mm -hmm. and then. The door guys there, do they get to go on stage like at like one in the morning or something like that? Yeah, so uh, it used to be Sunday and Monday. So okay. If, so if you worked at the comedy store, if you if you work at the comedy store, you're insured a spot. So now it's just Mondays, right? Gotcha. So Mondays, uh, after the open mic, you get up in what's called friends and family, which is an incubating stage at the comedy store. That's the incubator where you just develop. Mm -hmm. And part of that, part of that is uh, on Mondays you get to during the day call in you call in and you say you know i'm open on uh, thursday and friday mm. and they'll book you on one of the bringer shows there the the shows produced outside of the comedy store 
they book you on the show. You don't have to bring anybody. You're doing a, a cold open. Sweet, yeah. Or you're closing out the show, you know, when people have left at that point. And, um, yeah, so you get one spot as a development and one spot on a Monday. Okay. That's what that entails when you're a, a door guy. And then you get passed and you don't work there anymore, opening up that spot for another guy to work the door and get that spot in, uh, on Mondays during fr- uh, Friends and Family. And that development spot, because now as a paid regular, you can go up on a Monday, but at a later hour mm-hmm. after 1030, you know, so now after friends and family, you go up and uh, when you start the friends and family, not now they're putting you ass last, like at the uh-huh. end. So once you get a good p- position, they bump you down. So it's kind of like open mic. Once you're getting more spots than usual, you're like, OK, the right. list is favoring me. Now they put you into, you know, friends and family. They'll put you up first. You know, it's just a okay. bad spot. Damn, yeah. And then you work your way up, and now you're a paid regular. Now they put you at the very end when there's no people. So there's, you know. That's like boot camp. They just make you a great performer. Oh, yeah. They just, I mean, they run you through the. You learn how to open a show, which is like the worst thing. And then you learn how to play to two people at the end, which is also the worst thing. Which sucks because you don't understand. You you worked so hard to build whatever punchlines you have at that moment, and then they're not working. Right. And then it teaches you to ditch material when there's like that many, like. No people to crowd work. Yeah. Yeah. Crowd work or connect. You know, if you, if you can sneak in jokes, but just, you know, make sure you connect with them. I yeah. mean, you're ignoring that there's two people in the room. You know, that's right. that's one thing I learned early on. I would go up there and just try to run the same rehearse 10 minutes that I had or, or whatever. Hey, so I went over here. But it's like people were just looking at you like, do we even need to be here? You know, that, right, yeah. that's a feeling the audience has. You sometimes. just play, play on your tape. And exactly. Doing your act. Yeah. I, I could just sit beside and push play on a previous right. recording, you know, so it just teaches you of being in the moment. And I remember there's a sign there at the comedy store that says, because uh, uh, the open mic is only three minutes and it said, you don't have to be funny, but mm. you do need to be yourself for three minutes. Okay. And that's something Mitzi wrote early on wow yeah and it's like that's very i think that's a very powerful statement because she wasn't like she would pass people from open mic but she wasn't necessarily looking for somebody to be hysterical Mm -hmm. it's like just be yourself and you look at the the great people that she passed i mean look at the robin williams yeah look at uh you know richard i mean so many but robin williams let's look at him like He's a guy who necessarily wasn't a set of punch, set of punch, mm-hmm. but he was so funny in his rants and his movement and his uh, uh, transformation into all these characters. As like you get it, it's like if Robin Williams went in there and did himself for three minutes, it's like I could see why he got passed. Right, yeah, like he didn't necessarily have a structure like we were talking about, like getting caught up in all oh, that does too much, or I shouldn't say this, right, or yeah, worried about some dumb Fourth Amendment joke. It's like <laughs> like he would just do it. He's probably one of my all-time heroes, that guy. Like, Amazing. Just in Voices, and out of characters. cartoons, yeah. uh, movies. Like, it's just so fast. Like, oh, man, I can't even and pretend it comes to at, be that fast, you know? Which, which is tough, man. It, it does come at a price. I mean, yeah. I mean, his, his sanity was always in the cusp of, of, of him becoming just batshit crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's like... So it's just a sad, yeah. It's a sad ending to that story, but... You know, like he did use a lot of drugs from what I hear. I mean, I, I, I never knew the guy or saw the guy take drugs, but word out is that he would definitely do a lot of blow, you know. He and, had his and, fun times at the store and yeah, other fun places. To, yeah, you know, doing his thing and he would just bump up and go on stage and go on for hours and just be drenched in sweat afterwards. So and, that alien character and yeah. just go into everything. <laughs> 
and it's so great but it's like you know i get like 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 any i think richard Pryor once said about robin he's like that kid will make you look like an asshole on stage if you stand <laughs> next to him <laughs> i'm not gonna stand next to you jack <laughs> that's okay cherry on top to end this this could be a big okay. risk i Ooh. hope Hopefully, or if it doesn't, it'll be a bad, uh, okay. bad ending. But, uh, did you do impressions when you were a kid? Yes. Me too. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it, everybody. That's, the that's it. Good night. <laughs> what impressions? Like cartoons or comedians or people? or? Yeah. Just like, like the Simpsons. I remember like Crusty the Clown. Uh, hey. hey. <laughs> I mean, doing that. Just, I just sit there and do them. Like I'll be watching, just doing it with them. Um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Hey, hey Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, stuff like that. Like I'm sleepless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleepless. So I would just go. I, I mean, I was I was a mess. I just go through the Rolodex and be all day. And sometimes, you know what? It would freak out my parents. I'd get ass whooping. You better shut up right now. <laughs> it's like all the characters got ass whooping. They're yeah, like, exactly. don't do me no more. <laughs> Every time I come out, I get an ass whooping. <laughs> Please be very, very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> be That's very great. gentle. <laughs> Do that. So imagine having a kid in from the room. You just hear. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy. I mean, all kinds What's of wrong shit. with their son. Like, oh my god! I, I just imagine so many times my parents just looking at each other like, "That's your kid." Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Not mine. That's your kid. That's so funny. Well, thank you so much. Man, just, thank you, man. You've been meeting man, you a pleasure, man. Let's hang out sometime, man. Let's totally, yeah. Grab a beer or, or even just hang out, man. We'll go do some mics. I'd love That'd to do rad, that. Yeah, we can go bomb together. Sweet. Be cool. cool. That's a deal. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs>